Uh, whichever, yeah. Okay. Sorry, my cat just puked. <laughs> 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 Off the second shelf of the cat tree as well. That was an awful splatter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I think we have an intro. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Go Play That podcast. I'm joined today by the gentleman, Bob Morati. Hey, hello. And I, myself, am Thomas Wolford, who you may know from previous podcasts as the one who <laughs> rambles on a lot. <laughs> we all do. This is quite often a, a rumblecast, and this is just its just the two of us today, Ram. It is. Tom. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, talk even more than normal. Yeah, it's just going to make everything incredibly awkward for me because I suck at this. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We can do it. Since you suck so, so hard, I'm going to ask you to go first with uh, <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Right. So um, I've had a, a friend coming over from, to visit from Spain over and stayed over the weekend. And we had this, this little uh, gaming at Pops uh, at home. It was just the two of us. So it was not really that, that uh, epic as the ones that are held at Drops. But but we had a bunch of fun, and I introduced them to a lot of our uh, GA favorites, like uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explode, he loved that. And uh, we played a little bit of Crawl, and uh, uh, I don't know, what, what was the name of it? Uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Ultimate Chicken Horse, we also played that. I, I don't know, I mean, we played a bunch of them, but the one that actually we actually managed to stick with was a, a game that I got already a few... Uh, months ago through PlayStation Plus subscription and that I already owned on PC, which is Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Um, I I cannot really say exactly how it compares to the original Gauntlet because it's been literally decades since I played it. I was going to say, I bet the graphics are better. Yeah, the graphics are slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> but But yeah, I mean... Mechanically, I think it's pretty much the same premise. So you just go into the dungeon, you shoot enemies, you go down floors until you reach the end of the dungeon. And uh, yeah, you accidentally shoot food, which will cause your partner to be mad at you because he was really bad on health. And yeah, this is this is the essence of Gauntlet. So yeah. So this um, is four-player co-op, right? It's, it's four-player co-op maximum, yes. You can do local and you can do online, which is pretty nice i'm not sure if you can do both combined that's something that i really would like to try out someday mm -hmm. but yeah it's been designed by uh, arrowhead which in my opinion i think they are a specialist in this genre what else do they they've, do they've done they've done uh, magica they've done uh, hell divers and yeah pretty much all that and gauntlet as well I think they did Magica. Just let me uh, Google that real quick. <laughs> let me Google that real quick because I'm not 100% sure if it was just Paradox. Yeah, it was our head. Okay. Okay. So once yeah. again, go play that. Doing all the research before a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that I, I try to summon this knowledge from the top of my head, and I, I think I may be mixing up because I know that all of them are published by Paradox, but I don't know if the developer is is the same for all of them. So yeah, I do know that that Arrowhead have done a bunch of these games. And um, yeah, they, they they do them well. So, do they? It's, it's I hated fun. Helldivers. <laughs> I I did not really hate Helldivers, but um, the problem that I had with Helldivers is that I never really got the chance to properly play it. Okay. Because because 
I never really got to play it online and and locally I I never I don't know I didn't play it with Maggie or any other anyone else that came over to my place we just played something else so I was relying on on online co-op for Helldivers and I never ever managed to connect to another player not sure why no there was but a a, a lot going on at the beginning of that launch I think it was pretty blocked right. wasn't it uh, yeah it probably it probably was. I'm not sure if it's better now but I already lost interest so I, I may be going back to it in, in the future because it's a game that I really liked and I really thought that the, the premise of like inputting controls uh, like arrow commands while you are fighting give, give it a lot of tension and it was quite a, quite a nice interactive mini game. Uh, but but I don't know, I didn't get the, the chance to play it that much to hate it or yeah, yeah. we'll see. But yeah, Gauntlet is um, medieval styled <laughs> havoc. <laughs> We managed to. Um, there's, I think, there's four classes to pick, and one of them is, uh, and one extra that is a uh, paid DLC, the Necromancer. You can choose between the four regular gauntlet uh, roles that were on the classic as well: the warrior, the Valkyrie, the uh, wizard, and the elf. Each one of them controls entirely differently, and some of them being more complicated than the others. So yeah, I took the elf because why not? I'm always warrior in these games. If I if I don't know how the mechanics of a game work, I always like to smash stuff first. Yeah, that that carries My friend... through into RPGs as well. Like, oh, first time I've ever played an RPG, mm -hmm. slap on a, a tank warrior class and hope for the yeah. best. Yeah, my friend was the warrior in this case, and I thought I think that we were pretty well balanced because he was like the tanky guy who was like in the front line, mm -hmm. and I was just behind with the bow and arrow shooting bombs and stuff, and. Uh, I was the one that was actually accidentally blowing up the chickens and turkeys and all the food items here and there. It's a, yeah, it was it was a disaster <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but regardless of that, we managed to keep through it and we played it on normal difficulty and we managed to reach the very last say, stage with the final boss. But but we we just couldn't we just couldn't deal with it. It was it was too hard. Is that too hard because you, I mean, is there any leveling up or anything or, or no, it's just pure really. reaction kind of things? It's pretty much pure reaction because what with the gold that you collect on the dungeons, you can unlock different moves and different skills and different uh, relics that have like an additional skill. But these are never game changing, you know, so you can choose, uh, for example, with the with the elf. Uh, you could choose between leaving a bomb in the floor that explodes and deals area damage. Mm hmm. Or you could choose uh, another example is to put another bomb that uh, spawns roots and kind of holds the enemies in the area for a bit. Okay, so like, it's kind of crowd control both ways. But yeah. yeah, more or less, yes. So it doesn't really change a lot the way you play it. You always like stay behind and such. But yeah, at some point uh, on the final boss, there were just so many things going on and so many enemies that were like time-sensitive. There is one particular enemy that I find really annoying, some sort of uh, summoner or something that casts some sort of curse on you, and you have to kill him before he completes the casting, otherwise you will you will get a massive damage on you. Mm -hmm. And when there's five of them on the screen, <laughs> <laughs> things get complicated because you never know exactly which one is the one that is casting the spell on you, unless you are like uh, pretty quick in, in noticing, you may be already too late. And of course, it's not only identifying; it's also get to the guy and kill him without having the other thousand five hundred enemies kill you first. 
So it, it was a pretty crowded uh, screen at that point, and yeah. Would it, it would it have helped having four people? Do you think? Maybe, maybe. So yeah, because um, it, it's kind of a um, a trade off. You would have four people. But the extra lives are shared with the amount of players that you have. So you would have your your own life. And then you have another pool called uh, the Skull Coins. Mm. And Skull Coins, you get Skull Coins by killing on more enemies here and there. And whenever a player dies, he can spell an, uh, a Skull Coin to come back to the game. Right. But it's shared between all players. So let's say if we were four players and we only managed to get with two players up to uh, two... Skull coins. Uh, I'm guessing that at some point someone would die and wouldn't be able to respawn. Sure. Because I think that yeah, that, that's pretty much what would have happened. It would be if if we all played well and we wouldn't die. Of course, yeah, I guess it would be easier with four players. But at the same time, it's a lot more risky because there are no extra lives for everyone. And of course, the chickens in the floor are also shared and everything. It only spawns one. And if you're playing alone, then oh great, chicken for me. Otherwise. Who gets it? Who has less life? I don't know. Who needs it most? Ah, uh, you see, this and is where this is where it all comes crashing down for me because I would just be like, "It's my chicken, whatever." <laughs> Ima imagine if you have this situation where there is only one chicken, you're both dying, and someone accidentally shoots it. <laughs> I can see why your friend went back to Spain in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad at me that he decided to go back. Yeah, I mean, is it one of those? Is it a friendship breaker of a game? Depends on how seriously you take it. I mean, it, it revolves a lot about um, accidentally destroying chickens and greed. Okay. Because the gold that is around in the map only goes for the player who, who picks it up. So if you see it first and you grab it first, then the more gold you get, yay. But you're also greedy, a, a greedy fuck that <laughs> is a bad friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, if, if <laughs> I guess you could say that it can break some friendships if these friendships are quite superficial. Sure. So to speak. Sure. So yeah, uh, so there you have it. Uh, Gauntlet, we've had a nice run over the past weekend. And uh, we may want to compensate with something that you have been playing. What have you been playing? I've probably been playing the completely polar opposite type of game to Gauntlet. <laughs> Because I imagine Gauntlet's super hectic and and stressy it, yeah. and it's it's pretty hectic. Yeah. yeah, sweating and panicking and screaming at each other, that kind of thing. Um, mm. I've been playing Adrift. Okay. Which is A D R one F T, I guess for okay. for Google person purposes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adrift. I don't know if you know this game. Um, I, th I think I've seen a few screenshots, but I know nothing about what it's about okay it's so hit me it's space space yeah man but it's like like proper space <laughs> <laughs> actually uh the the way i've been describing it to my colleagues at work is kind of like the aftermath of gravity the movie but with no george clooney for comic relief oh boy okay yeah um i have not watched the movie gravity is there anything in particular that I, I mean? I guess I can imagine what it's about. You <laughs> you sort of come to as a you're a, you're an astronaut, and you come to after some sort of calamity has befallen your space station. Okay. Uh, it kind of is hinted at through the story as to what happened. Obviously, um, there are kind of collectibles 
uh, sort of hidden items, data disks, this kind of thing, that you can pick up more of the story, but the story isn't actually directly told to you. Mm -hmm. um, but you're the commander of the space station that had five, uh, as far as I know, five employees. Astronaut employees, if you're an astronaut. It sounds so basic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're working for a, a company out there in space in the near future, and something something awful has happened to your space station. Yeah. Where even the cleaning guys have to have a PhD. Exactly. But in astrophysics. Yeah, not anymore, because they're all <laughs> dead. Um, yeah. No, so the idea is basically you have to uh, float around using your suit and the, the sort of mini thrusters that your suit has. Um to restore four sections to sort of basic working order so you can use the evac shuttle mm -hmm. which is at the moment offline when you start the game and you have to to sort of activate four main frames around the shuttle okay um now the cool thing about this game is that it is i i guess it was designed for vr yeah that's one of the things that i know about the game that it works so well in vr well, but, as I was playing it on the PlayStation, I didn't have the chance to, to test it with, with any VR gear. Um, all I can say is it straight away was a game that would sell me VR. The VR? Yeah. Okay. Like, if you packaged that and said it's 350 quid or whatever it is for the, for the PSVR, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. If you can promise me more of these type of experiences. Um, well, if it has already uh, VR support on PC, I would guess that they would eventually patch the VR on PlayStation. You would imagine so. Uh, but the yeah. idea is, I mean, I was playing on like a, a 42-inch TV uh, with... Yeah, well, of course. ...with surround sound and headphones. Uh, while it doesn't need it, I mean... Yeah. If you, if, you, if you happen to buy in the future a PlayStation VR, would you replay it yes. in VR? Yes, I, I mean, I, I, had, I felt I had a great experience, especially having the headphones helped. Because mm. now the thing is that it's, it's like I say, proper space. There is some proper ambient space. music uh, in places, but a and there's some radio transmissions, and obviously you pick up these data disks and, and hack into computer terminals, and they, they sort of tell you, like there's voice recordings, but for a, a, a large length of the game, you're just literally floating in space with your own breathing. Mm. And that's it. You just got your breathing, which unfortunately, because of the nature of the accident, You've got a bit of a hole in your suit. Oh. So, and also because your suit is a bit cabbaged anyway, uh, you have no thrusters, so you have to use the oxygen from your suit as a thruster. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, so that's sort of where a lot of the tension of the gameplay comes in. You've got this first-person view out of your helmet. You've got like an, a kind of a HUD uh, on your helmet so you can see what's going on, but basically your suit is knackered. You're not very well. And you have to make, like, when you're in the shuttle, uh, or in, sorry, in, in parts of the station, your oxygen depletion is only basically using your thrusters. Okay. And again, you, you can move in 360 degrees here, so, you know. I imagine you can replenish it somehow or yeah. at certain points? Or? Yeah, there's sort of floaty oxygen tubes around, and they're, they're quite well placed. Okay. Um, I only died once in the game, and that's because... It wasn't the oxygen placement that was the fault. It was the minimap, which is 2D, but you're in a 3D environment. Yeah. 
So it can be sometimes very tough to work out exactly where you need to go. And I, I literally got myself lost in space. Ah. <laughs> and and the, the beautiful thing is, I mean, this, the sound design is incredible. So as, as your oxygen goes down, your breathing starts to get more ragged and panicky. You know, I see. To the point where, you know, at the end you're like... <gasps> you know and you're literally like you know your vision's blacking out and you're starting to really sort of panic inside your suit it's really that would make me that would definitely make me uneasy as a player oh it's super claustrophobic and like i say like you know i played the whole game in in one big sitting really it's about six hours i think i played through Mm -hmm. and yeah there were some real tense moments where you know you have to make a big space walk because as soon as you're out in space you start losing oxygen Mm-hmm. because you're leaking it out of your suit so you have to like balance like the loss of oxygen plus your thrust use yeah so it's a game that really like you have to get good at maneuvering <laughs> you can't panic because if you panic you screw it up and you die yeah. because you're using your thrusters too much and you run out of oxygen quicker so the idea is like to understand the physics of getting yourself into motion and then not touching anything hmm you know, so literally, like you would come out of an airlock and then sort of propel yourself out into space. You relay yourself a lot in in inertia and everything. Exactly. So right. you just glide. You know, which mm-hmm. is which is also beautiful because you're seeing. You know, you can see the the Earth below you, and it it changes. There's a day and night cycle. So sometimes you look down, and like because of the stress of the main mission, you sometimes even forget that the Earth is down there. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of spin over and you see all the lights of South America sort of distributed out below you. And it's a, wow. I mean, it's a wonderfully beautiful game. I can only imagine what it would look like on VR on, on somebody's hefty PC, <laughs> you know, with a, with a hella graphics card. Well, if we're lucky, maybe we will not have to wander for long. I don't know. Hopefully so. If, <laughs> if they actually manage to patch and if they, they if they decide because I don't know even if it's planned or not but if they do decide to patch the PS4 version with VR uh, to accommodate the new launch of hardware that would be yeah <laughs> for me for me it's a it's a system seller i mean it was literally like somewhere in between watching 2001 or or gravity like a space film like that it has that same sense of majesty well, see, 2001 makes myself a better... I mean, I know better 2001 than Gravity. Okay. And I know what, what you're talking about by that. Yeah, you have this beautiful sort of, you know, just sense of scale and sense of wonder, but also panic and, you know, the fact you're in an extremely hostile environment. Um, mm-hmm. I, at the same time, even though there are no supporting characters because of the aforementioned the fact they've all snuffed it. That everyone is dead. Yeah, they're all dead, Dave. Um there's some like really human moments in it as well because obviously you find email exchanges and you you find personal mementos you know and you kind of learn a little bit about your co-workers and and even the voice acting from the main character you can see that she was kind of you know touched by her crew hmm. this kind of thing and yeah the story unfolds you drift around in space you i would say my only criticism in it, it could be just a little bit formulaic in the formulaic in, in the sense that every mainframe you have to do is essentially the same thing ah. you have to fly to a point find a way and there's occasionally like oh you, this way is blocked you have to try and find another way out um but you have to fly to a place generate a new part for the computer and then put it in the mainframe back in the center of the tower 
Hmm. Um, does does the game have any kind of um, enemies, or is it just space is your enemy? Space is the place and the enemy. Yeah, I mean, there's no right. there. It's one game that there are no like super bombastic moments. Um, I mean, the start is probably the most hectic part of the game. Okay. Once you have your rhythm settled and you know you kind of get yourself accustomed to the suit, because obviously you can roll, you can go left and right, you can go up and down. Uh, so it's it's quite easy to disorient yourself, but um, mm. I guess that's a challenge of being an actual astronaut as well. Yeah. Um, but there's really, I mean, that's something that struck me in the game, that actually, apart from the panic of losing your oxygen, the game is super serene. Mm-hmm. Super, super just, in a way, relaxing. Enjoy space. It, you can't really enjoy it because you are... <laughs> enjoy of, space yeah. while it's not killing you. Yeah, enjoy space while your oxygen is slowly depleting and you're about to die. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It, it's a game that does not in any way rely on massive set pieces. I mean, the, huh. the set piece, I would say, is floating out of an airlock and just seeing Earth below you in all the high-def glory of this Damn. game, you know? Yeah, I I I kind of want to play it now. <laughs> well, that's the idea. I mean, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no word of a lie. I, this is on my. This is the first game, for sure, for sure that I know, unless there are like ten amazing games from now till December, but this is the first one that's like super game of the year list already. Nice. You know. Nice. So yeah, um, I do kind of want to play it now, but I think I'm gonna wait until VR kicks in, like. For reals, when when it's released on PS4 as well, and I get news whether it's being is gonna be uh, ported or patched into the PlayStation 4 version. Otherwise, I will probably uh, go to my mate's place and play it over on on his PC, which has a monster PC and an Oculus Rift consumer version. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that I I don't know. I, if I played a Drift, I'm pretty sure that I would like to play it on on VR and like let my jaw hit the floor. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I think that still is the ideal way, but I can also say a mighty screen and a pair of good headphones mm. and nobody bothering you. It's not the kind of game you should play when you know your kids or your cat or your you know, significant other is going to be like, hey, Bob, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, in my case, it's probably not going to be like that. It would be like, yeah, I play it on the couch. Maggie would be sitting beside me and we would be watching the screen and first of all she would probably get dizzy yeah because because <laughs> of all the rotation uncontrollable in the space and everything and second uh i'm pretty sure that she would be angsty you know like claustrophobic yeah and panicky yeah. situation some... she would not feel comfortable i'm sure that that she would be not upset but let's say discomforted by this game yeah i mean it's it's super gentle but like you say like uh some moments where you especially where you are switching between sort of floating forwards and -hmm. then floating forwards but downwards like you maybe come into like an l-shaped corridor Uh and you have to sort of thrust yourself around the corridor that Mm. that's when you start losing you know or you come you think you're the right way up and you come to an airlock that has online written upside down. <laughs> You've just been to- <laughs> totally flying on your back for like 100 meters. <laughs> and and that's kind of like, but then, you know, you're like, oh, but it's cool because I can go through the airlock upside down. I don't have to waste my thrusters yeah. flipping myself the right way. But even then, my, my sort of sense of the right way of what is up and down was kind of forcing me. Hmm. Like my brain could so much 
better understand a level if I was the right way up, as it were. Well, yeah, I mean, if if there's no gravity, kind of the the concept of up and down and and what's the right way in terms of orientation is kind of subjective. But that's the thing, so, yeah. But my yeah. my brain was like, no, dude, the writing's upside down. You're upside down. Turn yourself around, <laughs> you stupid astronaut. Um, <laughs> but in the same way, I don't know how that would affect me because I am. I mean. You know, my girlfriend laughs at me all the time because I'm terrible with maps. And she, <laughs> I see. she always tells me, like, I don't understand how you navigate in video games because, you know, you're crap with maps. And I'm like, yeah, but real life maps don't generally have objective markers, waypoints, yeah. you know, lines on which the road. Is, which is something that people should be working at right now. I hope, so, that, yeah. you know, that is definitely a business idea for anybody who wants it. Um, make, Do you hear us, Google? Yeah, make Google Maps like a mini map from a game. Done. And also make all cars have a PlayStation controller. <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I, I am getting sidetracked here. But um, Adrift was a complicated one for me uh, in terms of navigation. Yeah, I can imagine. Because of this up, down, left, right does not have any real bearing. Hmm. And like, yeah, one time when I was like, oh, the waypoint's going over here. Go out through this hole in the, you know, torn apart hole in the roof. And I'll go floating towards it, only to realize I was going completely the wrong way. There's no oxygen out here because I'm off the path kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I choked alone in space. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so basically I would definitely recommend a drift. If you're going to, you know, if you can hold on and you can wait till the inevitable VR or you already have a fat-ass computer that can run it, um, go for it. But if not, it's still a fantastic experience. Just make sure that you you have the sort of the peace yeah. to be able to to listen, you know, fully yeah. experience it. Even if I don't have a VR uh, setup so I can play it, I will still play it because you already got my attention with it. And uh, I mean, yeah, if if I can play it on the TV and enjoy it quite as much as you did, then that proves that is not only a beautiful VR experience but also a wonderful game. Yeah. And I wasn't so, going to use it, but it is, you know, because I, I, I thought this was a bit cheap, but it is actually breathtaking. Yeah, so it's a great game. I It's it's kind of cheap. I think it's like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Um, which for the experience is great, you know. And um, you said that you like completed it in one sitting. How long would you say it was? Yeah, or? I was off sick on Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. last week and I basically I, I plowed through it and I think I'm gonna say six to seven hours that's quite decent actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do think a one session sitting is, is the way to play it um, mm -hmm. whether that makes you just have a massive headache in VR I don't know because I've never had the privilege of trying VR <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how, how hardcore six hours in a VR headset would, would feel that's probably going to be um, <laughs> heavy on your head. Yeah, and you probably fall over after taking it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... Oh shit, gravity's real. <laughs> Falls through a cupboard. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, something like that. yeah, I would say six or seven hours. There was a lot that I didn't do. Uh, I picked up the trophy for having collected more than half of the optional like bits and pieces that you mm -hmm. find. But the, the if I did a replay, I would be looking for that stuff. Whereas in this one, if I happened to stumble upon it, good. 
but I wasn't. This was not a game that was conducive to like trophy hunting or anything like that. It was just but with with the constant pressure of being running running out of oxygen and all the 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 panic around. Can you even afford to look for collectibles? Yeah, I mean, I, like I say, once you're once you're sort of in the parts of the space station, you don't actually bleed oxygen. So you don't have any collectibles outside. Uh, yes, no, this. no, there are some outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's kind of like I mean, this actually this is something that I'd not really mentioned, but the the sort of the beauty of the design is you are drifting alone in space, and you still kind of know where to go. Hmm. Like you can okay. you can kind of see what bits of the station. I mean, I'm sure you could go off and explore, especially later in the game because you do repair your suit a little bit. You get more flight time. Okay. Um, so, because you have to make longer space walks and stuff like this, but um, yeah, the beauty of the design is you don't just fly out of an airlock and then just be like, mm, "Where am I?" All right, but it's kind of it's kind of open, but you still know where to go. It kind of reminds me to uh, when when Stu played Soma on Four in February. Mm. It's pretty much the same thing. I mean, he I was watching him play, and uh, at a certain point of the game. Uh, the the map seems to be like quite open and quite like okay, um, you you should go this way, but if you want, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, and and um, even though it's super dark and super um, uncomfortable, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the word. Yes, uncomfortable. He actually always knew where to go, and and that's that's good level design yeah that's that's a really viable comparison actually because i played soma and i i think i know the bit you mean um exactly uh and it is a sort of a huge open dark forbidding expanse yet you sort of know instinctively where to go like there was a few times i got a bit turned around in soma Mm -hmm. um the same the same with the drift there was a couple of moments where i was like ah crap where never where am i just more like where am i going (laughs) (laughs) Um, but not in any kind of like I'm totally lost and have to restart a checkpoint. It was just like, uh, no, I think I floated off course over here. I, you can kind of head to the bigger structures. You can kind of see what would allow you to get in. Mm-hmm. You know, there's various entry like points of ingress on the on the shuttle and stuff. So you can, you know, it is very very good level design and very good visual storytelling as well. Like the, you know exactly what's gone on in a certain place. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's just such a such a beautiful, wonderful experience of a game. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to trying it out. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up about it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because this all is right. gonna be two two weeks in a row that I've just gone full fanboy. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Let me move on to my next game then. Yeah, go on. Uh, um, another one of the games that I've been playing over the past weeks, especially yeah uh, w- with Maggie. Uh, on our evenings was uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth on the PC. Um, I thought that my version would be a cut for being European and such. For being German, let's not be polite. No, it's not only German, but I thought that my version would be European. The European version is already cut, the German is even more cut. Oh, really? What did they but... cut from the European version? Because I played the European <laughs> version. I... They, um, If you saw everything and you didn't see any kind of... Uh, let's say boxes or like uh, still images that explain some of the scenes then you did play an uncut version okay so so you played it on pc right i did yes pretty sure that the pc version is uncut right okay so i think the console version was 
hugely nerfed. So there's some 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 scenes involving anal probes and Oh yeah, no, that was in my version. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was in your version. There was this um another few <laughs> Uh, bits involving um, well, we're talking about South Park. I mean, there's really no need to disguise it. Yeah, you you need to go to an abortion clinic and perform an abortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's also cut from the European version. But yeah, anyway, um, I do quite like uh, South Park myself. This sh- the show, but I never really considered myself a huge fan of it. Like completely obsessed by South Park. It's just rather rather hit or miss for me. You know. And and Maggie was the same thing. With the show, we've watched a few seasons, we've had a few episodes, and some of them were really good. Some of them were like, okay, quite average. And But the game is, it, it has been really good. I mean, we're loving every bit of it. Not because um, the characters itself, I mean, we still hate Cartman. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Even, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's like his thing. I mean, he's an asshole. <laughs> but he's the funniest one. He's, there's no, no way around it. And um, the the plot of the game, we thought that it was super, super creative. Like The kids are playing, they are wizards, they are elves, so they are humans versus elves in a fictional kingdom that they made up to protect this stick of truth, which is just a regular stick. And um, The wonder of childhood imagination. Yeah, it's the wonder of childhood ima- imagination made video game. And if you, <laughs> if you make that into a video game, Put the innocence of childhood imagination, which this fictional world and everything, where magic is just like really well-focused farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put adult world into it. Like the adults, of course, they don't know what the game is about. They are like just being adults. <laughs> and you get all the, the vulgarity and obscenities from South Park into an innocent imagination-filled medieval role-playing game. And you would say, okay, man, this is like extremely confusing and uh, it's so out of tone. But no, it doesn't. It works perfectly because it's just South Park and you kind of expect everything. Yeah, it's it's just like a really long episode of South Park. (laughs) It's just like a really long episode, a a really long, really good episode of South Park. Have you finished it yet? Not yet. Right. But I am, I'm quite close, I think. Okay, because one of my, one of my, like, real criticisms about that game was I felt that it could have done with an hour or two trimmed off. Okay. I don't know where from, but I just felt that it was just, it kind of overstayed its welcome a little bit. It probably did with the (laughs) European console version, you know? All these parts that are obviously too, um, let's say, adult. Yeah. (laughs) Too, Too risque. Yeah. All of those are not even playable. So all of those mini games and certain boss fight in your pants. Oh, I was just about to say, I know exactly which boss <laughs> fight you're talking about. <laughs> so that boss fight, I'm pretty sure that was cut completely, because there's no way that they will show in a console. Like I think it was rated. I can't remember if it was 12 or 16 for Piggy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they will not show cartoony testicles chopping you off. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I know there's been some some other games that have had like pretty big hits because of console stuff. Like uh, one of my one of my favorite ones is the uh, what's the game called? I don't even remember the console name. It's so unmemorable. Stealth Inc. Yeah, Stealth Inc. Yeah, on PC it's called Stealth Bastard. Yeah, Stealth Bastard. <laughs> which I is remember. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I thought South Park was really good. I thought it was like watching a couple of episodes. And again, I'm not. I used to be a big fan of South Park, but I think I stopped watching 
in season 13. Mm. Like I, You've watched a lot more than I have. Yeah, I don't I've, think I've seen anything over the last five years, though. Have you watched the the preamble to The Stick of Truth? No, I didn't know there was one. So Yeah, there's like three episodes of South Park that is pretty much like a whole uh, three-episode build-up to the video game. Okay. Yeah, where the kids are uh, deciding whether... It's Black Friday. Black Friday is coming up. Mm-hmm. And they want to save up money to get either a PS4 or an Xbox One. Right. And uh, and the kids end up getting divided because, of course, some of them want the PlayStation 4 because it has a better controller or whatever. And some others want the Xbox One because it has better games and better online, whatever. So the factions keep separating each other. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, we go with PlayStation now, we go with Xbox One. They fight each other and they kind of pull up money together to to get just one console so they all have to like pitch in little money i don't know it it just builds up into a massive conflict the playstation guys before the xbox one guys and it all ends up saying guys really we don't have to fight for these things cuz we can just have just as much fun playing with this stick right and, okay uh, yeah and they get the stick and it's like immediately after says south park the stick of truth coming soon to playstation <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a huge a really really long ad really well laid and i had a lot of fun watching that and and i do recommend you watch it as well is give it give it a look if yeah you, if i you. i was thinking you know and there's a lot of the uh a lot of these cartoons i've got to get back to watching that i I've, mm. i left you know mm-hmm. um Mainly, I stopped watching South Park around the time it just got really newsy. Like, it would be like a topical attack on whatever had happened in the news that week. Ah, I see. Because they got to this point where it was so... They had such a quick turnaround on making the episodes. Uh, What's the the animation studio they use called? Maya or something like that? I don't remember. I can't say. But yeah, they they, they use this animation studio and they, they suddenly... Or animation tool that allowed them just super quick turnaround and then all the all the episodes suddenly changed into like a super topical kind of mm. riff on what was ever ha- whatever was happening in the news that week and that was about when I when I kind of lost it but uh the game was good and the second one is coming out really soon isn't it um, yeah in december that that's the thing i mean a, a bit before i started play- oh, actually a bit after i started playing the stick of truth ubisoft announced on the e3 that they were making the the Oh, wait, actually, no, it was announced like a long time ago, right? wasn't it? Uh, no idea. <laughs> I, I don't really look at announcements and stuff. Can <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I remember that, that I started playing the Stick of Truth and then some days after they said, oh, yeah, we were working on a second part, which totally spoiled the ending of the Stick of Truth for me, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, the fractured butthole. Yeah, which only works if you say it out loud. But uh, yeah, we heard that was to get around marketers or, or shops, right? Because they wanted to call yeah. it the retailers. Yes, the butthole of time or something. The yeah, the butthole of time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's genius, to be honest. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'll yeah, allow it. Uh, it, it the, the first time that they announced it, I just read it and I was like, yeah, I, I don't get the title. And then I, I, when I was talking about it with another friend, then I was like, oh. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> really clever, really clever. Yes. They, these guys are, are really funny. They know what to do <laughs> but with their vulgarity. Yeah, hope, but yeah hopefully anyway, it'll work. Hopefully it will be a... Uh... I think it will. I think it will, yes. I mean, if it's just like as good as the Stick of Truth, it's it's already a, quite a good game. Yep. As long as it, yeah. they could just, you know, be a bit tighter. 
Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm about to finish the stick of truth. So, yeah, looking forward to to uh, wrap it up and then move on to another game. Yep. Uh, but yeah, until then. I, I would say, uh, this is my customary point where I would say, oh, I could think about replaying it, but in all likelihood, I'm not going to. <laughs> well, especially especially if you already have like other games that you must finish. Mate, so, so many. <laughs> at the moment, South Park is distracting me a little bit from playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions, <laughs> which we already spoke about on previous podcasts. But... Um, yeah, that that's another good one. It's probably going to be my next game, and that. Well, I'm at, I'm at the point months. now. I'm being like massively unforgiving. I've got so many games that I'm looking at, and basically, if you commit an error in your game, and I feel horrible for it because maybe there's some hidden gems that maybe have a rough start, like uh, this one that was on the last PS Plus, which was Foodie. Uh, Foodie. Okay. Yeah. The one of the attacks you have to use on the first boss doesn't yeah. work on my controller. You're supposed to press R2 to fire a laser. Really? And for some reason, the R2 button, it works on every other damn game, but I don't know if the game is bugged or whatever, but you have to really, like, mash the R2 button, which makes... I think you just have to hold it. Exactly, exactly. That's what everybody else is saying, and, you know, people are like, oh, it's getting decent reviews and whatever, but I literally, I couldn't play the first boss because he is invulnerable to every other attack. You have to hit him with a laser that you fire yeah. with R2. Yeah, not kidding. Oh, deleted. Sorry, don't have time. Which is too sad because that's another one that I played. And uh, not too much because it's super tough. Yeah. It's a really tough game. And and I just didn't have the patience to dedicate it to it. But I'm really enjoying that as well. But I'm at that time now. Like, I, you know, I'm, you know, with work commitments, sort of family commitments. Uh, you yeah. know, I've got other projects that I'm trying to do. And it's just like, I'm enjoying playing stuff. But then, you know, I've got quite regular Overwatch sessions going on. <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's just like okay your game has to kick me in the nuts or i'm deleting it and moving on to the next thing <laughs> and unfortunately like this week i've probably picked up six games and deleted them straight away oh. i mean I, I i did literally play the worst game even worse than sticks the the this week i've played a game that was worse than sticks i can't believe that. yeah but luckily i didn't have to play it all the way through it was a uh, crazy strike bowling ex3 <laughs> oh my god it's just some i am not even going to get into it it's tripe but uh, yeah but is it is it something just like the name implies yeah it's exactly that it's a bowling game a little bit like trying to riff on something like pangia golf i cutesy little anime you know uh sort of waifs that are playing bowls for bowling for some reason and it is just like the bowling physics the wii sports was better <laughs> well, we we sports is really good. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that is like a ten year old bowling game. Yeah, yeah. And know. you know they couldn't strap anything even remotely touching that. You know. Yeah, let's 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 not go into. No, no, it, no. Then. It's just it's a contender for one of the all time worst. But you know, other than that, you know, these games are coming in. I'm just being like, okay, I'm gonna play this. I get really hype about it. Oh, it kind of sucks. I'm deleting it because I'm trying to play Divinity: Original Sin at the moment as well, which. <laughs> I love these sort of old school style RPGs, mm -hmm. but mate, <laughs> I played about six hours of that game this weekend, and I'm not, I only just got out of the tutorial area. 
<laughs> it's one of those. Huh? It's one of those epic RPGs where like every second person you talk to gives you a quest. <laughs> Everything's slow. Like I, I derive pleasure from literally just opening the inventory and being like, right, let's craft some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but five years later, five years later, I finally finished the game. Like I, I see that zero point one percent of people who've played it have platinumed it. That's not not surprise. Well, not only but yeah, there's some some dedicated people there, man. Yeah, but you have to finish it three times at least. Wow. Because I think some trophies are choice dependent, and then other ones are there's like three game modes, and I think you have to finish all three. Hmm. And I think I'm looking at minimum forty to eighty hours on this game. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the other game that I did finish and that I did enjoy and. Uh, I I didn't delete, although I almost did. Uh, <laughs> was Oxenfree? What is that about? Oxenfree. It is in the vein of something like Life is Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of you know teen angst, not a real game. I joke. Uh, <laughs> you play a sort of young teenage girl who lives in a small coastal town, uh, who has a new stepbrother. And okay. a couple of friends uh, suffering from a bereavement. Her, her older brother died. And you are going to an island, which is like a rite of passage for all the kids who live in this coastal town. They they go to this island and they, they basically have to have a party on the beach. Um, yeah. And that's it, basically. Then uh, I know. Yeah, I know what game it is now. Yeah, now that I saw a picture of it. Yeah, I've seen this game before. I haven't played it. There was a there was a limited edition version where you got everything in a beer cooler, like a physical version <laughs> of the game and everything. Um, but yeah, so the idea is, yeah, spooky, weird shit starts happening on the island, um, and you've got to go around with your buddies trying to find out exactly what's going on. Um, hmm. There's a lot of sort of conversation options, walking around, doing certain things. It's not really, I wouldn't really count it in any way like a puzzle game, nor a platformer, nor... It's a, you know, it's a story. It's a narrative. Sounds like yeah, sounds like your kind of game. It's totally my kind of game. Like I say yeah, though, yeah, yeah. I almost almost left it at the beginning because there was like some horrendous bug right in the first bit of action. Oh. And I ended up with like everybody talking at once, and you're supposed to activate something with the radio, and my radio wouldn't work. And it was like, ah, why aren't you working? You know, all the dialogue options were happening at once. My character just started walking off. Because you're supposed to activate your radio to continue the story. And the other guy's like, come on, I'm waiting. And I'm like, yeah, I know you are, but my radio doesn't work. (laughs) So basically, I left it for a couple of weeks. I didn't delete it, but I left it for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, I was off sick. So I was like, come on. Maybe everybody's talking about it. You know, they'd say it's a very good game. So... I should. It does look. It does look like a game that I would enjoy very much. Yes. It's really nice. I mean, I, I'm glad I stuck with it. It's one of the, one of the games. I mean, there are a few more bugs, unfortunately. Like uh, the QA on it hasn't been, 100 <laughs> percent. I have to say. But, it's an indie game, right? It is an indie game, but uh, I did notice in the credits it was actually the QA was outsourced to a different company. Um, oh. I don't know if that makes any massive impact, but at the same time, it was like silly little bugs like walking up a ladder and you'd activate a dialogue choice and then you wouldn't be able to get off the top of the ladder Ugh. just you know little That's pretty critical yeah it, it is because it was a checkpoint restart do you know what i mean it's like yeah which set me about 10 minutes back and there's a couple of little niggles like this but the game itself is actually 
good enough to sort of power through them. Okay. Um, it's it's really nice. It's it's a, just a pleasant experience. Um, the choices you make in the game do do affect the outcome, which I didn't really realize at the time. It's it's not very heavy handed about the choice thing. Basically, in every conversation juncture, you're given like three possible replies. Okay. Um, little icons do pop up with faces, uh, depending on people's reactions, but I couldn't really decipher what that meant. Okay. Like whether they were angry with me or happy with me, I couldn't really see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a nice little slow-paced narrative game. It's not as long as as Life is Strange, but it's got similar themes running through. You know, it's the teenage sort of how you deal with with your changing life, how you deal with choice, how you deal with bereavement, how you deal with people who maybe you don't like very much. <laughs> mm -hmm. All of this kind of stuff set to the backdrop of like some spooky X-Files type shenanigans on a on an old island. Huh. You're playing it on PlayStation 4, right? Yeah, I play everything on PlayStation 4 now because my PC won't handle shit. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, this is kind of a game. I mean, at least for the way I see it, it wouldn't probably demand a lot of a PC here. No, no, you would think that. But uh, I was trying to play Rocksmith on my PC the other day and basically had to turn off all settings except the guitar strings. <laughs> wow, Rocksmith. Yeah, man. Like my P wow. my PC was just I was playing guitar in slow motion. Like I could hit the, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> the thing goes past you and then you hit the strings and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically i had to turn off any and all visual effects on rocksmith it just was just like no nah, mate it's not gonna happen um so you know anyone with a half decent pc would be able to run oxen free i would say yeah 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 but I, it, I would... it does look like it's not very demanding i mean i'm checking the, the minimum requirements it's like yeah two gigabytes of run one gigabyte graphics card yeah yeah 2.0 maybe maybe my pc would but nowadays i just don't yeah, yeah. i don't buy stuff on pc because it's yeah i get it that's all it's right worth it. it's just that i i didn't know that xm3 was released in the playstation 4 right and if it was it was very recently wasn't it yeah it's a fairly new fairly new yeah uh two Oxen weeks ago free, I, think, I think yeah oxen free i think it's been out for for yeah uh, since january i think mm -hmm. on the pc and uh yeah I was I I didn't even know that it was even planned for for PlayStation Four and console release, but yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, I really like to see these kind of games also make its way through consoles. Yeah, I don't really know how how much the Xbox is doing with the indie games, but I I know the PlayStation they have like quite a big lineup. Um, so that was a big thing as well. Like a lot of the games I already owned on Steam that my computer was starting to stress about, mm -hmm. uh, suddenly became available. Like I didn't I I owned Super Time Force Ultra for so long on the PC. Yeah. And I never played it, and then it came out on my PlayStation 4, and I finished it in a weekend. <laughs> you know, because it's like, hey, it's here, and it's easy to play. <laughs> the thing with with indies on Xbox One, uh, I'm not, I may be wrong about this, but this is just a guess. So far, the indies that I have seen on Xbox One, most of them had to be exclusive for Xbox One. Right. So maybe that's what is detracting them from releasing so many indies on Xbox One. I may be wrong as well, again. I mean, maybe some of the indies that have been released on PS4 eventually made its way to Xbox One. Rocket League did. I don't know. I don't even know if we, if I should even catalog it as an indie game anymore. Yeah, what it was in, at its inception. It, it was back in the day. But yeah, and... and yeah, I don't know about these games. But yeah. Um, no, I mean, I saw somebody, one of my friends on, on PS4 yesterday was playing Three Fourths Home. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, like th- I remember that the most indie game. I I wrote about it on the site a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. But it is it's like you know, I I would be surprised. Like, I was so surprised when that made it into PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, literally three, four rows home. Yeah, and it's like an hour. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's like an hour. Well, it's the extended version, so it may be an hour and a half. No, about an hour and 20, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's like some sort of special edition. I don't even know what it contains. Anymore. No, I, I got the but, extended yeah. one on Steam, and let me tell you, you can do it in like, I think the game itself is probably less than an hour. Uh, the extended just comes with some photographs, because they're talking yeah. about a, a um, like an art project or whatever through the game. Um so yeah, but it was super weird to see somebody on my friends list playing Three Fourths Home on the PlayStation. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It is really cool. I mean, I'm really like I really like to see these things. It's it's totally not the game that I would expect to see on a PlayStation Four. Yeah, because the audience for the PlayStation Four is generally so different than the ones on Steam on PC. Like the PC is more welcoming to indies of this regard. I don't know. Maybe um, I I want to know exactly what was the factor or if the the success of Three Fourths Home was so big that people actually demanded a console. No, I think on PS4, the idea is if you just, uh, if you follow their rules, you can put your game out. That's that's it. That's it. You know, you just, that's how it should be. You just have to do what they ask you to do. They can, you know, and then your game Mm -hmm. can be released on that. Um, which is probably why something like crazy strike bowling X three was, uh, released (laughs) when it should have just been locked in a box. (laughs) But um, no, I mean, uh, Oxenfree, I would definitely put it in that kind of thing. If you like Three-Fourths Home, if you like Life is Strange, if you liked Undertale, has a bit of oh, that yeah. kind of vibe as well. Kind of a, you know, a bit of a self-referential, smarty kind of vibe to it. You know how I feel about Undertale. I know so. exactly how you feel about Undertale, unfortunately, because <laughs> I had to suffer your uh, <laughs> enthusiasm. Unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those games, if you're into that kind of scene. You know, give it a look. Uh, hopefully, uh, by the time you give it a look, maybe some of the bugs were patched. Maybe I just had a really bit of bad luck. Maybe, you know? yeah, maybe you just weren't lucky. I don't know. I, maybe the PC version is like way ahead in terms of bugs. Maybe so. I mean, I I generally am lucky with bugs. Like people always tell me about game breaking or horrendous things that are happening, uh, and I never see these things. Hmm. I never get the funny, you know, YouTube viral video bugs of people's faces disappearing or anything like that. That doesn't happen to me. I'm just like, yeah, no, I had a perfect game experience. <laughs> so maybe this was a bit of karma that I, you know, it just didn't work as well as it could for me. But the game itself was still good enough to sort of plow through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, yeah, that was about it. I've played tons more this week, but I should probably stop talking. <laughs> yeah, we've played we've played a lot of games, and I think this is a good time to to call it. Because yeah, I think if we if we dare to enter the Pokemon Go subject, leave it. <laughs> yeah, we may we may not leave until tomorrow. Exactly. So let's just leave it there. Maybe we'll talk about it at some other point when everyone else is around. Because yeah, it's we've all been into it. We've all been into <laughs> it. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, we yeah. think that you should go play Adrift and Oxenfree and. <laughs> South Park, if for some reason you haven't already. Don't make the mistakes I did. Yeah, also Gauntlet, because, hey, that's quite old now as well. So, Yeah, it's how long? It's like two years already, right? Mm-hmm. Or more, even. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty old. But, yeah, um, go play those games. If you want to uh, drop us a line, we have an email address, podcast.goplaythat.com. Leave us our suggestions, our critiques, whatever you want to say to us. Do that. Or on Twitter, at goplaythat. 
Tom, a pleasure talking to you. As always, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being there. Where? And uh, to everyone else, we'll see each other next week. All right. Thank you for being there. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah.